T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You know, it's always interesting to see who stands out amongst this group and, and who's truly putting in the effort because I think there are always a dozen or two players that you, that kind of stand out. And of that group, there has to be at least four or five where you say they absolutely help themselves, right? They came into this week maybe as a day three pick, and now we're talking about them as a top 100 choice or something. So when they get on the field, go head-to-head against some of the top competition, it, it can't help it but improve your stock. That is Eric Edholm, who was on with us yesterday. Talking draft, Senior Bowl. You can find that on demand at WGR550.com. Jeremy is off today, and Sal is in, and we go to the Western Hotline, who is down at Mobile, Alabama. We had him on Monday to preview, Friday to recap at least some of the practices. Lou DiBiase, my brother down in Mobile, and I believe you're being joined by, like, uh, all these legends from back in the day, like Jerry Rice are down there. There was a parade, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. so there is actually a parade going on this weekend. But, yeah, Terrell Owens was there yesterday, Jerry Rice. It's the 75th anniversary team. So there's a lot of legends in the NFL that are down here. Okay. That's why, okay. That's why I'm seeing all these legends down there. So mm-hmm. how, is the, uh, how are the practices going? You've said this before, right? The practices are better for judging these guys maybe than the game is? Yeah, I mean, it depends on what position you're looking for. I think from a defensive perspective, the practices are really good. They kind of take over each game. Um, I should say each practice, you know, Tuesday through Thursday. A lot of scouts and media actually end up going home today. I mean, I'm staying for the game just because I'd like to evaluate the offensive players on Saturday. But, yeah, I think the practices because – you know, each drill kind of shows off a different strength, or if there's a weakness you saw in film that you're kind of looking to confirm or raise more questions about. You can kind of see that maybe for like a corner and one-on-ones or a linebacker and 11s. So for most people, the practices are the best part of the evaluation process. You you enjoy this, right, every year also, right? Like, I'm, I know, like, you do. Like, you wouldn't go down there if you didn't. Um, but, like, in terms of an event to go to for you covering it, how do you how do you like it? I love it. I mean, for me, I've always been a draft nerd, and I think this one is the best that you can – I mean, I would watch one-on-ones between receivers and corners for 24 hours straight. It's that exciting, and the rosters this year are really strong. So the good news is, too, is the Senior Bowl this year is allowed underclassmen. So I think the roster is a lot better than it was, you know, compared to last year. So, yeah, I mean, it's just great to, you know, have the entire NFL down here, you know, see all these top prospects – 
practices give you just so much different stuff to look at and then the game too so yeah honestly it's one of my favorite things to do each year the bills often louis you know they they are very big on the senior bowl they have been at least you take a look at their tie-ins of guys they drafted guys that played in the senior bowl it's often a lot of correlation there what about the eagles are are, do are they a team that you know has a good correlation between guys who've been there and guys they draft yeah, I mean, for the most part, last year they drafted Sidney Brown, the safety out of Illinois. Uh, he was one of the standouts at the Senior Bowl. So I think sometimes they like to go with underclassmen, too. So there's been times that I've been down here studying a lot of prospects they could be keeping a close eye out for, and they kind of gone in different directions. But this year, I think from at least an Eagles perspective, there's a lot of guys that I'm hoping they do focus on, at least from – a second and third level perspective on defense. I've been watching a lot of linebackers, safety and corners, because that's what I think this defense needs a lot. The thing is with general manager, Howie Roseman, he has a track record. The majority, probably 90% of his first and second round picks go to the trenches, offensive and defensive line. I feel like it's been a little bit overkill over the last few years. So I've been focusing on those other spots, but yeah, if they're going to take somebody from down here, I would imagine it's alignment. Like, you know, Tyler Guyton's had a great week, the uh, tackle from Oklahoma. He met with the Eagles several times. So if they're going to do something from the senior bowl, I I think it's going to be a trench player. All right. Bill's perspective, receivers, how are we looking? And is this lad McConkey taking over these practices the way it kind of sounds like he has been? Yeah, he's been literally unguardable in one-on-ones and four-on-fours. It's been really impressive. He's, you know, somebody that's going to get pigeonholed into this slot conversation, this slot stereotype. But for me, I've been really impressed with the long-range speed he has. And for a guy his size, like he can really high point the football. This receiving group down here is, last year I didn't think on paper it looked great. Of course, then you got Puka Nakua, Rishi Rice, you know, Tank Dell. So it was a lot better than I thought when I was originally down here. But this year, just from a top-to-bottom look at the list, like it's been really good. Tez Walker from UNC has really turned heads. He might be one of the best home run hitters in this draft. Deep threats, first or second-round prospect. Uh, but a lot of the slot guys kind of won some money this week. You know, we mentioned McConkey. I think uh, the Michigan receiver, Roman Wilson, might have been one of the best players regardless of position. So if you're a Bills fan looking for a receiver, there were a lot of guys that showed out this week. And I think Saturday during the game, it'll be even better to watch. Does McConkie, like just one more follow-up on him real quick. Do you think after watching him and reading and knowing about him that he does track more towards a slot guy? Because for the Bills, I mean, Shakir's going to be the slot guy. I mean, almost undoubtedly. And Kincaid is going to do that too over the middle. So for the Bills, you know, like that outside ability to play the Y, you know, with Diggs playing the X, I think is going to be pretty vital for whoever they look at. Yeah, I mean, he's not somebody that won't be able to play the X or the Y, but when you look at the size, I think one of his weaknesses still is the inability to play through contact as much. But if you give him a free release off the line of scrimmage, like he's going to turn you inside out. So, yeah, honestly, for where the Bills are picking at the end of the first round, even the early second for the kind of receiver they could use, I think they could use any kind of pass catcher this year. But I think you would look more towards like a Tez Walker. Uh, Xavier Leggett from South Carolina had kind of a rough day on Tuesday, but this is a guy that's very physical, one of the best players when it comes to contested catchability. He really impressed on Wednesday, and then Thursday he got a little banged up. So I think for the Bills, yeah, you're probably watching those guys. The thing is the receivers that did steal the show, they kind of are in that you know, Khalil Shakir type mm-hmm. of mold. Like Roman Wilson is kind of that guy too. I've heard a lot of comparisons to Tyler Lockett down here for Wilson. So 
Yeah, it's been a lot of the shiftier, smaller receivers. Even like uh, Jaquan Jackson from two lanes looked good too. It is kind of been that kind of pass catcher that looked good. The Bills really shouldn't be in the market for an offensive lineman, but defensive line, especially tackle the interior. I mean, they got a lot of uh, guys. Contracts are up. They're going to have to kind of replenish there. We'll see where they go. What have you seen from that group? And obviously, Sweat's the guy a lot of people talk about with his size. But what have you seen from that group out there, Lou? Yeah, Sweat's been really good this week. And honestly, even though we're talking a lot of receivers, you know, secondary players, the strength of this class is yet again probably offensive and defensive linemen. Tyler Guyton, as I mentioned earlier, on the offensive side has been great. But when you mentioned defensive tackle, uh, Braden Fisk from Florida State's been one of the best guys out here. So, yeah, the Bills are looking for another interior defensive lineman that can get to the quarterback but can also you know, stop the run. Um, that's a guy with a lot of length, a really high motor. Um, yeah, th- this class, honestly, the one-on-ones for you know pass rushers and offensive linemen, that might be even more fun than receiver and corner one-on-ones. So mm-hmm. I think if the Bills do need somebody like that, another guy that kind of turned my head a little bit on the edge is Darius Robinson from Missouri, coming off an eight-and-a-half-sack season, like crazy length, explosiveness. So, yeah, I mean, if the Bills are looking for a defensive lineman, I know fans probably don't want to hear that for mm-hmm. their first few picks, but – the strength of this draft, yet again, probably is in the trenches. But but they'll need it. I mean, I I agree with yeah. you. With you know, like I don't think it's going to be the sexiest idea. But they've basically got Von Miller, Greg Rousseau, and Ed Oliver under contract right now. Kingsley right. Jonathan too. Um, so they've got to do stuff there, and that means inside and at the edge. And they've invested so much in the edge. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. First and second round picks that, like the guy you just mentioned, and whoever else is down there at the Senior Bowl or not, like maybe Senior Bowl guys are good to target for the Bills that position too because they're going to need they're going to need players to come in and maybe contribute right away. Yeah, and the thing is, too, free agency still hasn't even happened. I mean, there's still the trade market. So right now I think you can watch a Senior Bowl kind of all-star game go on. Mock drafts are starting to come out. and You can kind of paint the idea of what you want the Bills to do based on a need perspective. But, you know, if they go out there and let's say they probably can't do it from a financial standpoint, but let's say they go out and get a Michael Pittman or 
you know, they even sign a second-tier free agent like a Hollywood Brown or a Curtis Samuel. I feel like then that can maybe change your mind, and I think fans might be more in on the idea of trenches early in the draft. So it also really depends on what they decide to do in free agency. I really like the receiving group that's available this year in the open market. So I think, you know, once that happens, then the focus can really shift towards the draft. Yeah, they'd have to go bargain bin hunting for sure if they did that. But for sure. how about yeah. at uh, at safety? You, I forgot the name of the guy. You'll remind me, I'm sure, in two seconds. But there was like a Kyle Hamilton type monster six five safety, yeah. whatever that was down there. So what does that position group look like this week? Yeah, so that's James Williams from Miami. That's the prospect I kind of fall for every year, even though sometimes it doesn't work out as. Give me the six five plus guy with the wingspan that played in the secondary. I always want to try to develop that player, even if it doesn't work out. Like Tariq Woolen was down here a few years ago. Um, and then there was a kid from Boise State last year, uh, J.L. Skinner, I remember, that didn't work. So, you know, it's kind of hit or miss. But the safety group is really good. Cameron Kitchens from Miami, his counterpart is actually probably the best guy down here. He had five interceptions last year, six the year before, like, if the Bills are going to take a safety in the first round, I would be familiar with the name Kinchins. But uh, Javon Bowler from Georgia is here, too. Probably a day one or early day two prospect. The safeties are really good. Um, again, they allowed underclassmen, so Kinchins was available to come. James Williams, who they've actually though been playing more at linebacker than safety. But it is a good crop, and with Micah Hyde, a free agent, Jordan Poyer up there in age, and who knows about the future of Taylor Rapp, it's probably a position the Bills are keeping a close eye on. What's the weather been like this week down there? It's been awesome. And I've been only, this is year three. <laughs> the last two years, a lot of rain wasn't as warm. Yeah. But I mean, my whole half of my body is sunburned right now. So I can't. Oh. Just... You are the worst. Well, we, Sal, we are so bad with sunscreen, me and him together. It's like, I'm oh, not. Really? The least surprising thing ever uh. is that Lou is sunburned <laughs> yeah. when he went down to Mobile. <laughs> I had to get well, it's, it's February. <laughs> Yeah, I get it. Listen, I I was I only went there down there once. It was actually right before the pandemic that year in 2020, and it was like the coldest week of the year down there. At least the weather wasn't that good. But they people around there said, yeah, for some reason every year around this time, Senior Bowl time, they don't yeah. get very good weather. Like it's like that one dip in the. So I'm glad that you're experiencing better weather. Yeah. I know neither team here, the team that we cover, the Bills, the team that you cover, the Eagles, Lou, are in the market for a quarterback. But what have you seen from the quarterbacks down there this week and how things are trending? This seem, seems like a really you know, good class, a, pretty, a, a little bit of a deeper class as well. Yeah, it's been a lot better than, I mean, last year, the top name I can remember was like Jay Kaner. I mean, there, it really mm-hmm. wasn't that great. The year before, you had like Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis. This year is definitely, at least since I've been here, the deepest group. Um, Sam Hartman from Northern Game. Of course, you got the top guys like Michael Penix, uh, Bo Nix from Washington, and then Oregon. But, you know, Hartman's here. And then even the maybe the most natural passer that's been the most impressive on the field is Spencer Rattler from South Carolina, who I'm sure most remember from Oklahoma was a projected sometimes number one overall pick a few years ago. Rattler's actually been pretty impressive. I mean, he's a very natural passer, but I think the best quarterback overall has been Penix. I don't think he's like totally turned heads where now he's quarterback three over like a Jaden Daniels from LSU. But I think he kind of cemented himself. The interviews were really impressive too from Penix. That's probably a guy I think goes inside the top 15. Like you look at the Atlanta Falcons at number eight overall, I would not be surprised if he's a top 15 pick. So Penix has probably been the most consistent guy, but the one that if I could say becomes a player from day two or day three, that's probably Rattler. Yeah. What Penix, it's his stock seemingly had dropped a lot since that national championship game where it felt like his athleticism got exposed. Isn't he kind of a, for you, is he a weird evaluation? Because 
He's got the arm talent that makes you think he can make any throw on the field, but then you watch him in you know in game settings, and sometimes it can look like, you know, they're he's going to be one of those quarterbacks that needs an elite offensive line, or he's not going to be able to do anything. No, I, I agree, and I kind of even noticed that this week. He's not my kind of quarterback prospect. I want the ceiling guy that just has, you know, the, even though it's rare, the Josh Allen type of traits. I think Penix is going to be a pretty good quarterback at this level, but. Yeah, I mean, the mobility is something that I need in a quarterback, and it's not that he's a pocket passer like Jared Goff that's going to be the worst quarterback against pressure in the league, but, yeah, I mean, he's also not a 4-4 speed guy that's going to make you know players miss on the second and third level. So he's extremely accurate, though. I mean, his arm talent, he can make every throw. Is it elite tier one arm strength? Probably not. His mechanics, to me, are still a little wonky. Like, when you need to put air under the ball, it's still something that I feel like he struggles with at times. Like, watching him throw some fades this week, that's kind of where I just the, – the fluidity wasn't there compared to, like, a Spencer Rattler. So, yeah, I think he's a pretty fine quarterback prospect. He's still a first-round selection, but if I'm going to hitch my wagon to somebody as a, you know, a new head coach – I would probably lean somewhere else. Like I would much rather have Jaden Daniels from LSU. What What about Bo Nix? Have you seen? Is he going to be yeah. one of those Mac Jones types where he goes in the middle of the first round and yep. that team's going to get criticized for not really going for like a ceiling guy? But like, listen, if you're like Denver or the Raiders, Lou at like eleven and twelve, or maybe they're twelve and thirteen. Right. I, I don't really know what else you do. Maybe Bo Nix just ends up being the best idea when you don't have many. Yeah, he definitely didn't have the best week. He was pretty underwhelming. He was one of the worst quarterbacks from a performance standpoint. But, yeah, I mean, this is a guy that played a ton in college football, a lot of success. He does have mobility. And as you mentioned, teams that kind of played their way out of the quarterback market, like, you know, you even look at a playoff team or a contender, like the New Orleans Saints even, too, that if they're out on Derek Carr for the future, that's a place I could see Bo Nix go to, somewhere where he can develop behind a starter that's not a team's franchise quarterback. Yeah, there's some quarterbacks that end up getting pushed up the board farther than maybe their talent shows, and I think that'll probably be re- represented most with Bo Nix. I'm not the biggest Nix. The, the quarterbacks from the Pac-12 are not my cup of tea this year, but yeah, I, I think that Nix, even after this week, will still probably be a first-round pick. All right, Lou, uh, your thoughts on Kellen Moore, new OC for the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles. Originally, I didn't like it, but the more I listen to people that are smarter than me, I started to like it more. The Eagles last year were dead last in pre-snap motion, and that was kind of something I was hell-bent on for the new coordinator. And Kellen Moore's offenses have been consistently at the top of the league in that. Um, It sounds like he really helps scheme players open. It just felt like way too much last year. Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, and A.J. Brown, they had to carry this offense in spite of bad coaching, and I think it was part of the downfall. So, you know, Kellen Moore was a hot head coach name for a few years there in Dallas. They, he kind of fell off the last two years, but you know, compared to the alternatives, compared to what they had last year, um, I definitely think it's an upgrade. So I'm still skeptical with the way the coaching staff is set up. I want the head coach to be the play caller long term because if Moore is successful, he's going to get a head coaching job next year and you're back to square one. But in a vacuum, yeah, I like the hire. Uh, on uh, something similar here, I'm just realizing now that I made this point yesterday without even checking in with you on it on – Sal asked me to like kind of rank, you know, put in tiers like the teams for next year, and I put the Colts really high. And one thing I said about Shane Steichen was one, what he did with Gardner Minshew, but two, that the Eagles like badly missed him 
last year. Is that right to say? Like, did, did is he that level of play caller for Indianapolis where it was evident that Philadelphia really missed him last season? Oh yeah, no, and you know this kind of happened back in 2018 too when the Eagles lost Frank Reich and John DiFilippo. Everybody was saying, and they had some issues that year. They were like, "See, it wasn't Doug Peterson; it was Frank Reich," which wasn't true. This time, I, I really do think it's true that Shane Steichen was one of the corner pieces of that uh, Super Bowl team, and it wasn't just 2022. But when Nick Sirianni gave him play calling in 2021, when they were two and five, they won seven of their last nine games. Like he's one of the best play callers in the league. And as you mentioned, they were in playoff contention with Gardner Minshew all year. The guy was in the Pro Bowl this week, as ridiculous as that was. So, yeah, Shane Steichen. When you're talking, when you're tiering play callers, he's probably in tier one. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.